Today we talked about death and music. We sure did, Benny Boy. And we also talked about how it can be very good for the grieving process and how it also can be very triggering. So put on your dancing shoes because we're getting into death and music. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Hi, I'm Benny Capal, and I'm a funeral professional. And I'm Nicholas Capal, psychologist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. All right, Nick, Dr. Nick, we have a real fun one today. We're going to talk about death and music. Yeehaw! Whoopie, whoopie. <laughs> let's talk about death and music. So first of all, um, let's talk about, just to get a little bit into it, uh, our favorite death yeah. music. Go ahead, right? Ben. What's, what's your favorite? So I was, uh, while I was thinking about this podcast the other day, I, I was listening. I purposely put on The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, uh, which if you haven't listened to it, it is amazing. It is, it is incredible. Uh, Gerard Way just has a way of describing death perfectly. And I remember during the time that that album came out, they had a huge following from people dying of cancer because he brings up, in fact, one of the, the songs on there is cancer. Uh, and But he brings up this idea where there is power in dying. You can have power. It doesn't have to be powerless. You don't have to be alone. And he struggled, if I remember right, and Gerard, if you're listening to this, I apologize if I'm putting words in your mouth, but I remember at the time hearing that that album for you was a lot to do with you um, fighting addiction as well. And I, I was I was really thinking how powerful that album was um, for people to listen to. I, I remember going uh, to see them. I remember seeing, um, we've seen them play for Blink or open up for Blink-182, but we also, I also got their like live DVD when they, they did specifically the whole album. And you, when you pan to the crowd, it is like all these people and a lot of them were cancer. Like they had their, you know, their head shaved and you could tell, and it, and you could tell cause they had like, you know, IVs and stuff in them that the, and I remember like some of them talking at the show, like, I, I, this really helped me get through my chemo and, and all this. And I just thought how powerful music really is when it comes to death. And you hear that, we're into punk rock. And we hear that with a lot of like the emo and the, and the uh, punk rock and rock and roll where um, for some people, the song might not even in theory have anything to do with death. But for this person that's struggling with, you know, the loss of somebody or just the loss of themselves, find that this album like helps them get through that period. Yeah, I think there's an empath empathizing with the lyrics, right? There's something in the lyrics that really brings um, healing, right? Mm -hmm. But I also think, I mean, that's the important thing of music in general, right? J music has a very healing perspective to it. Um, in therapy, you know, music therapy is a really good um, way to, I, I find it really good to connect with teenagers, um, you know, using, writing songs, writing, it's a very creative way to explore feelings. It doesn't have to be around grief and loss and death. 
can be around divorce. Oh, or Nick, but like it does. That. It has to only be around grief and death. Oh, I mean, we are talking about death. But but what I'm saying to you is, is that I think music can have a very healing part to the grieving process if you can find something that relates to your story, your subjective being. Um, so that's a great album, Ben. I, I, I do really, really enjoy that album. I think for me, one of my favorite um, death albums, if you will, um, it's kind of a darker one. It's called uh, Home Like No Place Is There, and it's by the band Hotelier. And th- oh, are you playing it now? I guess okay, I'm, I'm, right. guess I'm well, playing there it. There you go. Um, but, but for me, that album is... Uh, a very dark way of explaining, you know, the pain and struggle of suicidality and losing a friend, losing a loved one. And it, you know, when you listen to that song, it almost, you know, it gives you the shivers or, you know, the single tear, if you will, because it's so much pain, you know? And I think that's the reality when you lose someone that you are in pain. Um, you know, it might not be physical, but you are in so much emotional agony that, you know, maybe the one way to release it is by screaming at the top of your lungs, right. you know, right, and just getting it out. And I, I think that's the beautiful part about music is it's a great venue to explore feelings and thoughts. And I also think through music and musicians, if the music is really, really powerful, it can it can really change the perspective of the world. Absolutely, and I think it's a, another vehicle, right, to deal with grief and loss. Right, it's a vehicle to lose yourself in, and be able to separate yourself from yourself into this music. Right, and let's be honest, music and death have been uh, coinciding forever. Right, people have been doing music forever. You know, uh, the uh, the uh, Native Americans have had the dances, and they have uh, the the music, the instruments, and 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 the chanting, chanting. You got Gregorian chants that have been done forever. You have, um, you know, every every so called even silence can be a music in some in some way, form, or shape, right? And and for me, right, so. What I find is people, especially if they're they're not traditionally going to the church and they're having their funeral at the funeral home, um, they are bringing new music in. And I'm not not necessarily saying new music like the top charts, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for some people that might hit home, though. I mean, if it's you know it's Taylor Swift or nothing, right? I mean, you, right. you you're you're um, you're bringing in. Uh, um, a good uh, T Swift song, you know, but no, I, I joking aside, like the, a lot of songs that I come across a lot are, um, uh, free bird that comes a lot. Uh, knocking on heaven's door. Knocking on heaven's door. There's, uh, I did it my way. Frank Sinatra's I did it my way is a yeah. huge one. A lot of people do. Um, but I've had, I've had old doo-wop. I've had, uh, I've had, heavy 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 metal ish but more like rock and roll but it it flirted i have a lot of country we live yeah, in oh a yeah. very very country so we get a lot of that southern slang in oh, here you gotta get that you gotta get it get, get. we'll get in there uh get but those coolers um, out. obviously a lot of gospel stuff um 
the bush light, I, the I, camo cane. I can only imagine that that has been overplayed um, here a lot. Um, and it, it's a great song. I'm not pleased if you if you like that song. I'm just saying it comes across a lot. But even spiritual religious music, you know, a lot oh, of people find comfort grace. in that. Oh, yeah. But the uh, problem... At the, at the old wooden cross or whatever rugged, that Rugged, one? rugged cross. Oh, the rugged cross, um, yeah. But I find it what's, what's always the most challenging part about this is, right, a family will come in, they'll say, well, we want an old gospel song. And I'll be like, okay, I, I can get that for you, but how do you want that? Do you want that like as in like the church got like a, like a choir singing it? Do you want Elvis? Because Elvis did all the, the old, you know, and you have a lot of diehard Elvis fans, including myself. I love Elvis. Uh, but do you want Elvis? Some people don't like Elvis. Maybe so you just get the piano, the instrumental. They just want Vince Gill. That's yes. all they want is Vince Gill. Heck Mr. Yeah. Vincent Little, Gill. Or Kenny G, right? Kenny G. Okay, <laughs> just want he that rocks sweet it. flute. You know what I was thinking about this? You or know, clarinet? What is it? Flute? He's when, a flutist. When we brought up the idea of doing death in music, I was thinking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how that is basically wow. a cemetery. A t- an entombment for, of music. It is. It really is. I mean, you go and, like, Ben and I are big fans of the Ramones, and most of them, unfortunately, are gone. And to go there and see, you know, the, the, the shirt that they Johnny wear, maybe Ramones, the bass that they broke, or... And just, you know, it's a great place for younger people to go see, you know, the good old, the good old music and how it's, it's, it has influenced today's society. The Ramones. So if anybody out there has a, anything Ramones and would like to send it to Let's Talk About Death, uh, feel free to message us at Let's Talk About Death Pod at gmail.com or any questions or just thoughts on music. Oh, uh, just, uh, here's a thought, Nick. I've so this is we're talking about the good stuff about music and death. I've also heard that a song will ruin somebody from then on because it the representation of that song is death, right? So a lot of people will make um, uh, like photo collage videos, and I've heard people say I can't listen to that song anymore because all it reminds me of is my grandpa's funeral, right? So the song actually is a negative thing to that person, right? I th- and again, I think that's the power of music, right? It can it can bless souls, if you will, but I also think it can be very triggering. You Ooh. know, if you've lost someone to suicide and you hear one of these bands, you know, put out their uh, experience or their thoughts on it, and it, 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 it might sink too close to home. I feel like a woman, Shania Twain. Right, you know, I mean... You hear that song... And it you really it brings at. back the boots. It just... <laughs> No, but I mean, but, but but jokes aside, I I think for some people, you know, I've heard like even the album I mentioned, I know that for some people, that's going to be too close to home. Oh, that's yeah. going to that's oh yeah, and maybe it's just time, and maybe the, it's just uncomfortable because it's been so fresh, and this is just basically tore off the the band aid or or uh, rubbed the scar the wrong way, but I also think. If you can eventually maybe get back to that song and, and explore your own thoughts and emotions and feelings with it, it could be very beneficial. But and also, it might be very traumatic. And I found about this about songs and even my um, educa- or educating myself with grief, right? Because Nick, we're we're just we're out there learning as much as everybody else who's listening to this podcast realize. Doctor Nick and I um, feel. 
and we feel very strongly. And when I listen to music sometimes, when I first listened to it, you know, when I was 13, I had really cool, you know, khaki pants, maybe some, maybe some cargo. Some Jinko you know, jeans. Maybe I was sporting some spiky hair. Maybe oh, I yeah. had one of those like American Eagle shell like necklaces. Mm-hmm. Um, aqua, you, aqua when, net. What was that? A hairspray w- back in the. When I was I listening, when I was listening to these songs about death, I liked them because it was a catchy melody, maybe a cool like solo or something, right? And as you get older and you experience more death or experience a situation where a musician talks about suicide, right? What's it, Jeremy? What's the Pearl Jam one? I think it's Jeremy where he talks about his friend that that died, right? I hope I'm not talking. Or what, Nirvana All Apologies? And I mean, there's so many good songs out there. Now as you get more mature, right, more wise to the world, you 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 re-listen to these songs. It's almost like when you watch them, one of those like really well directed movies that you watch. You have to watch six times to really catch everything. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like one of those things where if you li- re-listen to some of those songs, you might get a whole different experience. And I have, and I'm sure everybody has, been in a situation where the right song just comes up at the right time or the wrong time. However you want to look at that, that's 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 your experience. But and it, you start like crying or you start like going into this own world and sometimes you have to turn it off like i can't i can't deal with that right now you know it brings me up to, to brick i don't want to walk brick. into the bank and look like i just got out of uh, a funeral even though i you know <laughs> right but like i was thinking about brick but there's nothing wrong with you that. know ben folds brick um you know about a, he's talking about an abortion and i think as a kid that kind of went over my head right listening to that song it just was a good song you like it, it, and I'm drowning slow. Oh, yeah. Great. Ben Folds, if you're out there, please uh, get a hold of us at uh, Let's Talk About Death podcast.com. And uh, we, we would love to speak to you. But He, sh- he sure but, knows how to rock their ivory. He really does. But but again, that's the, the, the beauty of music, right? Is that maybe what you get out of a song the first time you hear it is totally different than the meaning you get out of it. If you're mad or you're angry or frustrated or overwhelmed or depressed, that's I found that when I'm depressed, I really go to that mellow music, you know, the Pink Floyd, the Wall, mm, um, you know, that kind of stuff, and and just kind of sit in it, right, and just mm-hmm. be there with it, be present with it. But like, if I'm on a happy day. Maybe the wall isn't isn't for me, you know. It might get you. It might get you in a weird a weird place. No, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, you, music is so incredible, and it, let's even talk about like uh, lyrics, right? Just music itself. You can you can listen to, you know, soothing sounds, and they can put you in a meditation med- meditative state, you know. Or or you may listen to you know like uh, what do they say Mozart? You can listen to Mozart, and like you can almost get a better grade. If you're but like taking it, it a helps test. you focus, yeah. yeah, without even even knowing, like it's a subconscious thing. So like music is so important, and, and absolutely when it comes to the uh, the death, the death and the the funeral process or the memorial service or even the party afterwards, right? Even if the family just has a get together at their pole barn, they're usually got some sort of music on, right? They got the Vince Gill the playing. It's Vince, Vince and Gill. And ben, I got a I got a good question for you. What would be one song that you have to have at your funeral. That's a really good one. I, I really like um, Hear You Me, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy, good old Jimmy Eat World. I really like that song. I, I think it's very well done. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just, I really, that's a good honor. Dr. Nick, what, what's a song you would want? 
Billy Joel, Only the Good Die Young. Oh, wow. I think I mean, William Joel, be, Willie. I, I think that has to be at my funeral. And and I think a big part of that is I am, I am a firm believer in humor, mm-hmm. you know, especially coping um, with grief and loss or any uncomfortable feelings. So I hope that brings a smile to people's faces when they hear that. Like, really? <laughs> of course, he's got Billy Joel at his funeral. And of course, he does the only the good die young. And I'll probably be 90 and it won't make any sense. Right. But, but it'll be hilarious. Well, you're young right? at heart, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in reality, right? What is it? Uh, do, once you turn 21, uh, all the the uh, doctors out in the audience, the actual medical doctors are going to look at and laugh at this. But I think it's like after 21, your body slowly starts to decay. Mm. So you're literally dying mm. after 21. It, it, it's reality. I mean, it's really, weird. I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're born to die. You're literally dying the day you were born. Yeah. But I think up until a certain age, you're actually like growing. Like it's a, it's a um, a living, <laughs> and then there's okay, a certain point where, where your body's like, well, we've had an, we had fun with that. Now it's time to well, you know I, knees well, start to go. And, and here's I, I always have like families will bring in like certain records, right? They'll say, hey, for the visitation, because we have like standard. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of it's it's like gospel elevator music is basically what it is. That's that's what you do for visitation. You have, you want something, but you don't want something so where people can't because because that's the other problem too. You I was going to ask you this. You know, like you hear this all the time. For are you am I DJ? No, no, for, no. But listen, yes, to this. absolutely. You hear this all the time what, for what, people what? that li- you know work in you know uh, customer service and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and they have to hear Christmas music from you know November first to you know February tenth or whatever. Do you think that that elevator music gets to you? No, actually, the elevator music doesn't get to me. But there are certain songs, and uh, you know, I don't want to get into it because probably like everybody who listens to this probably loves those like three songs. But there's a couple songs that like. They'll be like, hey, you know, we were really thinking for, I can only for, imagine. for grandma, we'd really like this song. And you could just, I'm like in the back of my head, like my body's like, please no. <laughs> it's kind of like the, 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 we the switch. Is it yeah, kind of like the father-daughter dance of butterfly kisses that <laughs> Nick, everybody all right, feels we're going to th- We're going to throw this out. Dr. Nick and I do not like country. We're just not country boys, even though we, we like were born Western. in the country. Let's, let's, let's be very clear about this. I like this. Johnny Cash yeah. and Elvis Presley. That's, that's where probably it lands. But and I think Dr. Nick likes the Judds, but that's that's his best. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a John Deere tractor. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, he, come on, Dick. Nick, no, maybe Dr. Nick Rick, thinks more tractors are sexy. You know but, what? But that's a weird. You, you bring up a great story, though. You know, I'm thinking about a story. Me, yeah, in my mind, it, there's a <laughs> there's a narrative playing right now. The Judds. The reason why I love the Judds Judds was because. And it's only like two songs. It's like Barry Manilow, my love for Barry Manilow. And it's this idea right. that I had some great times with my mom in the car, and she would listen to John Deere <laughs> Barry Trump. Manilow, like Coco Cobana, and oh, yeah. I write the songs. And and uh, and then the Judds, it was, I can't remember now. I, I have it. I, I can hear it playing in the back of my mind. But it's weird because John those, Deere but when, to, to go back to what you were saying, you know, it's like, it's like, so let's say you lose someone around Christmas. Does Christmas music become Oh yeah, you I'm know? sure. I'm sure it does. Because for most people, or at least from my experience that I talked to, Christmas music kind of puts you in that, that fun loving 
you know, warm feeling, right? You're right. like, oh, you know, everything's great and uh, all that stuff. Let's but, hear those sleigh bells ringling. But you're right. I think music can also taint. Oh, yeah. And you're absolutely right. And it, it, can you imagine, like, if Christmas music really does turn you off and then now they're trying to make Christmas music earlier and earlier for me being a I'm, I'm a Christmas nut. I like Christmas. I, I'll be honest about it. But like if Christmas was a really bad time for me and then like we're going to start Christmas music on September 1st. Well, so, you know, it <laughs> becomes like, it becomes like this Bronner situation where it's like every day's Christmas. Everybody is it's earlier and early. People are leaving their Christmas trees up all year mm-hmm. long and stuff. And I wonder, you know, if you lost someone, a loved one or something around a holiday and that holiday music that like <laughs> Here comes Frosty, the snowman. And you're like, uh, I hate every minute of this right now. Um, thank you for reminding me, you know. But I think that is what I'm talking about, the power of music and how that can be healing, but it also can be very traumatic and very triggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, when it comes to it, I'm just a stray cat strut, you know what I mean? Brian yeah, Setzer. You know? All right. So, yeah. So now we go right into our Q&A session. Q&A, Q&A. All right, Dr. Nicholas Pickles Lemon Sprickles. Hit me, Benny boy. All right, this one, Memories. All Great podcast, guys. I like this. It's already starting good. Great podcast, guys. Big fan of it. My grandpa was a huge fan of jazz music. He passed away about a year ago. Every time I listen to jazz music, I feel his presence. Do you have any experiences like this? Dr. Nick. You know, absolutely. I I was thinking back to um, my grandfather who passed away not too long ago. And uh, I think we've mentioned it already on the show, My Way um, by Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. You know, I, every time I hear that song now, I I almost picture the slideshow going, going in front of me. Um, And he really did live his life that way. He was very strong, powerful man. And it brings a lot of good memories of him when I hear that song. So yeah, that would be my experience with it. How about you, Benny Boy? Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I have experiences like that. There's there's songs that I I listen to, or um, every honestly, anytime I hear somebody playing a piano, which is super weird, I think of my great grandmother because she would play this piano, and it was probably a little out of tune, <laughs> but she still rocked it. And every time I hear somebody, you know, hit the keys. A specific piano that sounds like that, right? Not just like, not just like every organ. I'm not going to like baseball games. So every and, piano it, that's out of tune, just just a pin? just you know, if it's a drop D piano, if it's just got that, uh, you know, I, it sounds like. But yeah, absolutely. There's there's certain songs that I think everybody can relate to this. There's certain songs when you hear it, a person like flashes in your mind, right? I mean, I, I think of the Jets. Phil Collins. I think of uh, uh, Dave. Papa Dave, Papa Dave Kapal, Phil Collins. Mm. What's the, was the Tarzan? The, yeah, I was going to say the Tarzan soundtrack. Because <laughs> you'll be in God, he used to blare heart. that so no loud in the car. And you, you know, he'd look back at you. I'll be with you. He'd look back at you like with approval, like, you know, you know this is this I'm going to be honest, that was a sick song. I mean, that, really, I think he it, did the whole soundtrack for Tarzan. It was, it was not a bad soundtrack. Because you'll be in my heart. I'll be there always. There was that twin moment. There All right, Ben, go. what's the second second question? Favorite song. Well, my question is for Benny, so maybe you should, you know. Um, <laughs> of course. All right, I'll switch this up. Um, my question here is for Benny Boy Slim. 
As a funeral director, what is your most popular song used at a funeral? That's question one. So this is a double question. Also, what is your favorite song used at funerals? Well, my favorite Top song. Top three playlist of most funerals. What are the three Oh, songs? gosh. Okay. So um, what's the... I, I brought him up a ton on this podcast, and I apologize. Vince Gill, if you are out there, you're amazing, but you are way overused in Ida, Michigan. So maybe you need to have a live show here in Ida, Michigan, please. But Vince Gill does... What is it? Is it Amazing Grace? It could be Amazing Grace. I may be wrong. One of the gospel songs he does, and he does a f- fantastic job, but I feel like... Every time it's a funeral in the funeral home, literally the family would go, we don't care about the rest of the three songs, but we really want <laughs> we really want Vincent Gill. <laughs> so do you have that like like just already in the CD player? I, yeah. Like, so every is, time they're like, preloaded. Um, you know, we don't know if we can find the CD. I'm like, don't worry. There's probably like 36 CDs. Or they go, I don't know Vincent what songs. Gill. And you're like, well, we got Vince Gill. Oh, yeah. Um, Vince Gill. But that one, that one comes up a lot. Another one is uh, Elvis. Anything Elvis that has to do with gospel, I'm 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 sure Elvis is is definitely made. If if there was like a, a like a like a way for him to make money at a like a funeral, home, <laughs> I'm sure like that's what they need to do. Like Elvis needs to have his own jukebox at a funeral home because yeah. literally everything has been played here. Um, another one is um, what's uh what's the Bette Midler song? Um, is it the he, wings? My wings. You are the wind beneath, beneath my wings. Right. That one is played a lot. Um, another one would be. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I did it my way. I've heard that yeah. a ton, um, Frank. And that one's great. But the problem with that one is it's very long. And Free Bird. I have heard Free Bird. A ton here at the funeral. Isn't it like thirty minutes long? It is, and it's like it's like literally when you think about the funeral, it's like okay, it's going to be sick, you know, because most pastors will have like a little thing where they'll say, and they'll always think for some reason, free birds two minutes, and I'm like, okay, well here goes the uh, funeral. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're downstairs vacuuming after the funeral, and that song. Still yeah, playing. it's like oh gosh, almighty. Oh, but yeah, I would say those are okay. the most played Elvis, especially, uh, and v- Vincent Gill. Um, and, oh, and um. I can only imagine that song yeah. gets played a ton here. Um, but what is my favorite song used at a funeral? I really do like I did it my way because I think it's it's a very like, especially for punk rocker. I think it's very punk that he did that. Like I don't care how you wanted me to live my life. I was going to do it my way. And not only knowing, but knowing Frank Sinatra's life, I watched a couple of his documentaries on him. He he did it his way. He kind of uh, was kind of his own. He's the only man. So I, for me, that that's always a fun one to come across. I'm waiting for one family to be in Ida, Michigan, be like, hey, I know you're a punk rocker. So so dad was a punk rocker too. So we're going to play all these punk songs. Um, doesn't happen. That it doesn't often. happen a lot. We do get a lot of like rock. So like, you know, you get like people will bring in their journey in Chicago albums okay. or Queen but you know, I haven't had a I haven't had a punk rocker yet, mm-hmm. yet. But I will let you know. What about how does everybody feel out there? What is a, a certain song you've heard at a funeral or would want at your funeral? Maybe give us a playlist. Give us a playlist of the three songs because most funerals have three songs. Um, it's just how it usually goes. Tell us a playlist of your three songs, and uh, Doctor Nick and I will get back with you if we we agree with your three songs or maybe we disagree with your three songs. Or maybe we'll come out with a three. Uh, EP of those three songs of us covering them. Absolutely. And you could do that while you review us and give us some likes, 
send us to your friends, talk about it all over. But you can you can email us at our Gmail at let's talk about death pod at gmail.com. We love these questions. Keep them coming in. I like this one specifically for me, Benny Boy. You know, it's kind of being more popular around here, Dr. Nick. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Were you talking? I was. I was. And thank you all for listening. We had fun talking about music. We love music. So keep rocking and rolling out there. Keep listening to us. Keep liking us. And uh, we leave you with that. Yes. Because if you're not talking about death, then you're not living. Yeah.